Cedric Tillman opts out of the Orange Bowl. Darnell Wright accepts an invitation to the Reese's Senior Bowl. What's all this mean in terms of the bowl game, obviously, and for next football season, all that? Your questions on a Tuesday, Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome into it. This is your Tuesday edition of Locked on Vols, and I am your host, Eric Kane. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Kaner and at Locked on Vols. This is Locked on Vols, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network that is your team every single day. This episode of Locked on Vols is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everybody, especially when it comes to college football coverage. With a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, I can always catch the games I want on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games that they're going to have all season long. This is for basketball as well. That's TV you love for the price you love. Go ahead and try it today. That is Sling TV. Got a good show coming up here today. We're going to discuss uh, Cedric Tillman, Tennessee wide receiver, opting out of the Orange Bowl and declaring his intent is to get ready to go for the 2023 NFL Draft. Darnell Wright also accepted his invitation to the Orange Bowl. What's that mean in terms of his 2023 season? And then I'm going to answer all of your questions for this Twitter Tuesday mailbag show. That's coming up in segment number three. Appreciate you guys for listening and supporting the show. Please like this video on YouTube. Subscribe. Let's get to 6,000 subscribers by December 25th. 6K by Christmas. I uh, appreciate the support there. And, of course, listening wherever you find your podcast. All right, Cedric Tillman came out on Monday afternoon, late afternoon, and uh, he went ahead and pinned a, a note on his social media, his Twitter and uh, his Instagram, and this is what it reads. Uh, the tweet said, thank you, Vol Nation. I will always bleed orange with two orange hearts. And then the note says, Vol Nation, uh, my journey as a Tennessee volunteer has been unforgettable. From Las Vegas to Knoxville, the past five years have shaped me in so many ways. Thanks to my coaches, especially Coach Heupel, for believing in me and pushing me. Playing for Coach Heupel the past two years has been rewarding and helped me take my game to the next level. He goes on to say thanks to my teammates. They've been through so much and built a brotherhood that will last forever. I'm proud of what we've accomplished in putting Tennessee back on the map. Thanks to the support staff from academics, equipment, athletic training, and nutrition for helping all of us along the way. Thanks to Vol Nation, there is truly no greater fan base in the country your year-round support, the energy you provide on game day, no matter if we're home or away on the road, is something I will never forget. I'd like to thank God and my family for their support during this process. Uh, though I battled injury this season, I'm grateful I returned for my 2022 senior season. And now I turn my attention to the next level. In order to be fully healthy and ready to go as I prepare for the 2023 NFL Draft, I will not play in the Orange Bowl, but will fully support my teammates. It's an honor to be a VFL forever. Thank you, Cedric Tillman. This was the right move for Cedric Tillman. And again, this is not a shock. We knew this was going to happen. Again, Cedric technically has a COVID year of eligibility left um, if he so chooses. Um, he had the opportunity to come out and uh, go in the NFL draft last year, coming off his breakout season in 2021. Uh, that season in 2021 where he... Uh, you know, really just kind of kind of dominated the stat sheet. Let's see, he had 1,800, 1,081 yards and 12 touchdowns on a team high 64 catches. He averaged 16.9 yards per reception, um, and, and and that was his 2021 game. Really started after that Florida game when he 
went to the coaching staff after the week four Florida loss and back in 2021 said, hey, I want to be more of a focal point in this offense. I want to be the number one receiver. Obviously, it paid off, and and he turned into who he was. Had the opportunity to go to the NFL draft last year, decided to come back, take advantage of one of his two years of eligibility remaining as a fifth-year senior. He was a red shirt, and it just unfortunately didn't work out for him. Uh, in 2022, in week three at the Akron game, he turned his ankle, had a, had a really uh, tough ankle uh, injury, had a... Um, tightrope surgery in order to try to accelerate his return he missed florida lsu alabama ut martin missed the south carolina game um or not not uh, missed the vanderbilt game as well to end the season uh, he did return to for the kentucky game had four catches for 20, 22 yards he had seven receptions for 68 yards against georgia but then got banged up again um, he had nine receptions 81 yards and, and two touchdowns in a loss against south carolina uh, but nonetheless it was just not the year that cedric tillman or really Tennessee fans envision for him. And again, everything happens for a reason. Uh, Cedric Tillman goes down, Jalen Hyatt steps up, and hey, look, Bolitnikoff Award winner, right? This was no surprise for Cedric Tillman to obviously go to the NFL draft. Now, it was even more non-surprising, I guess if you want to phrase it that way, uh, that he's going to opt out of the bowl game. I mean, again, this is, this is something that everybody <laughs> uh, has an opinion on, and I certainly was very vocal uh, in the opposite direction a couple years ago but you know the more this goes on and the more I guess I get older and I start thinking about you know if I was in those shoes and uh, thinking about life-changing decisions I mean I, I completely understand this I mean I really do for uh, Cedric Tillman I mean look at Elante Taylor last year uh, was a bit banged up and all that decided to not play in the Music City Bowl uh, to get fully healed fully healthy trained for that combine he went to the combine, performed, had a pro day performed, and then look, he was a second round pick. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen for Cedric Tillman, but for a guy that's been beat up all season long, it's just it's just not worth it in my opinion. Now, is it worth it to go play more, play one more game with your brothers? Sure. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to do that. Said so he's going to be there supporting his teammates, uh, but for him, who a guy that's already been banged up, I, I think it's a smart move and it's a, it's a business decision for him to. Go ahead and turn his attention to getting that ankle healed, getting that leg healed, and start preparing for the 2023 NFL Draft. So this came as no shock. Uh, we we knew this was going to happen. It was just a matter of when he was going to make that announcement. But he went ahead and made that announcement on uh, on Monday. You look at where Cedric Tillman kind of ranks in terms of Tennessee lore. Again, he was kind of a kind of a no name. I I don't have that stat sheet memorized, but uh, or stats memorized, but. In three seasons prior to the 2021 campaign with Josh Heupel's first season here, I mean, Cedric had like 20, I mean, no, actually, I think it was seven receptions. It wasn't even 20-something. It was seven receptions for like maybe 83 yards, and I think he had one touchdown. And, I mean, it just blossomed. He had 1,081 receiving yards back in 2021. That is fifth most in program history. Um, if you want to look at what Jalen Hyatt did this year, <laughs> Uh, 1,267 yards at a second most in single season program history. And just a couple yards behind Robert Meacham, 1,298 yards. He has the single season receiving record for Tennessee, that being Robert Meacham. And of course, we're just going to have to see, you know, what Jalen Hyatt wants to do. I would assume Jalen Hyatt will have a very similar uh, decision or a very similar announcement in the coming days. Um, that's what I'm predicting. But again, we'll talk about Jalen Hyatt. Uh, when we get there. But, you know, Cedric Tillman had a really, really nice career, a breakout season in 2021. Uh, the Georgia game in 2021, he had 200 yards receiving. That is ninth most in single season, uh, single game program history. 
Uh, receiving touchdowns, he comes in tied for ninth with 17 career touchdowns with Robert Meacham. Um, you know that is uh, that's something that's going to stand. You know until somebody bumps him out, right? Uh, he had 12 touchdowns last year. That is tied for third most in single season history for Tennessee. He had three touchdowns against Purdue in the Music City Bowl. That is tied for second most all time in Tennessee history. Again, Jalen Hyatt. We'll go over this later on if Jalen Hyatt decides to go to the NFL. But Jalen Hyatt's number one with five. And then there's, gosh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve other guys. Actually, count that. There's eleven other guys because Dante Stallworth did it twice. They're tied with three touchdowns uh, in a single game. So Cedric Tillman, he stayed the course. He bet on himself. Um, he did not transfer. He saw the value in what Josh Heupel was bringing. Saw the value in the system. And decided to put his head down and get better. And he had a really, really good uh, redshirt junior season in 2021. Unfortunately, had some injuries in 2022. It just wasn't the same, but uh, a good decision for him to go on to uh, begin preparations for the NFL draft. Now, again, what if you go and play in this Orange Bowl game and you hurt that ankle again? That puts you back you know, four or five, six more weeks in terms of trying to get ready for, for the combine and all that type of stuff. You know, Cedric Tillman sitting out this bowl game. We'll see if he's going to play in the Reese's Bowl, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. Um, but that's more or less about the practice. And again, there's so much more to gain from going and participating in the Reese's Senior Bowl because you have NFL scouts and executives, and uh, they're there all week long. It's not just about the game. It's about the week at the Senior Bowl. So a good move here from Cedric Tillman. Uh, you hate to see him go, uh, no doubt about it, but you knew he wasn't going to come back. Uh, you hate to see him not playing this Orange Bowl game, but you certainly understand. Cedric Tillman announces on Monday afternoon, late afternoon, that he will forego another season on Rocky Top, which would have been that COVID-free year of eligibility. He will forego the Orange Bowl, and uh, he will begin preparations for the NFL Draft. So that was the big news on Monday evening. There was some there was some news on Monday morning as well, and we'll get to that coming up here in segment number two. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to tell you about a proud sponsor of this uh, Locked On Balls episode. It's our friends over at Omaha Steaks. Insane right here happening, okay? Omaha Steaks has cut prices 50% site-wide to make the gift-giving to make you that gift-giving hero that you've always wanted to be here at the holiday season. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks. I told you about my experience with Omaha steaks. I got my dad, my grandfather, uh, my soon-to-be father-in-law, my soon-to-be stepfather-in-law. I got them all steaks at Omaha steaks last year. It was the perfect gift because, again, you can enjoy it year-round. You can go over there and have fellowship and you know grill out on a Saturday afternoon, grill there on Memorial Day or Labor Day or whatever the case may be, Fourth of July, and cut into those burgers, cut into those steaks. It's not just steaks and burgers too. There's you know salmon. There's some some great meats there at Omaha Steaks, and you know they put together this delicious selection of of uh, various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy here this holiday season. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and take advantage of the fifty percent off site wide plus. When you use the promo code Locked On at checkout, you get an additional $40 off your order. So there's 50% off site-wide right now. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get another $40 off your order. It's truly, truly incredible. Go and make your holiday shopping easy this holiday season at OmahaSteaks.com. Minimum order may be required. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, welcome back into your Tuesday edition of Locked On Balls. I am Eric Kane. So glad to have you guys with me here today. We'll get into your mailbag questions in segment number three of this Tuesday show. It's Tuesday, every single Tuesday here on Locked On Balls when you take over the show with your mailbag questions. But first, uh, Tennessee also had some news. This came early in the morning on uh, a Monday. I was uh, actually, you know, filling in at 99.1 The Sports Animal, the old stomping grounds. And um, sorry if you're watching on YouTube, my dog just came up. He's trying to get in my lap. Uh, and uh, it was like, I don't know, like 725, 730, something like that. And the Senior Bowl uh, tweeted out that Tennessee offensive tackle Darnell Wright has accepted his invitation to the Senior Bowl. So, you know, what that means is if you go and play in an all-star game, you cannot come back to school. Um, Therefore, you are showing your intention of going to the NFL draft. You know, Darnell Wright, he has another year. Like Cedric Tillman, he uh, was a senior this year. But technically, he has another year left because of covid to where he could come back and, and play if he wanted to. And this was not an easy decision for Darnell Wright. You know, I've been speaking with people um, you know, around the program, some members of the coaching staff. And, I mean, this has been something that he's been wrestling with for quite some time. He's he's enjoying his time at Tennessee. He enjoys being here in Knoxville, Tennessee. He loves playing for this uh, for this coaching staff. And Josh Heupel loves playing for Glenn Ellerby. Uh, but, again, it's it, it's kind of those pros and cons. you got to weigh where you are right now. Is it worth it to – take a chance on yourself, come back for a year to try to play and increase your stock. Kind of like, what is that? So there's a lot of, you know, talking with scouts and talking with members at the next level and kind of saying, hey, where am I? Where, where do you where do you value me in terms of the day one, day two, day three draft pick? And ultimately, Darnell Wright decided that this is probably the time to go. Um, technically, Darnell Wright, I mean, he accepted his senior bowl invitation, but um, you can always back out of that. And if he were to do that and decide he was not going to play, then he very well could come back and play one more year, but I don't really expect that to happen. I expect Darnell Wright to uh, to play in the Senior Bowl as he did formally accept the invitation on a Monday morning. Darnell Wright has been, you know, really, really good. Sure, he came in as a five-star prospect and was kind of a letdown his first year or two here on Rocky Top. I mean, let's not lie about it. Uh, he gave up some sacks. He was slow on the edge and all that type of stuff. But really, the last two years, and I don't think it's just going from being coached by Will Friend to Clint Ellerby. I just think it's also, I think that has something to do with it. But I also think it's just growing, maturing. Um, there's a reason why, I mean, there's always an exception to the rule, and you see more and more of those nowadays. I get that. But there's a reason why 18-year-old, you know, sometimes 17-year-old true freshmen don't dominate at the college level as soon as they step foot on campus. You know, Nico Iamaliava, uh, in my opinion, will not come here and start day one. And even if he did come here and start day one, he's not going to dominate, in my opinion. Um, anything's possible. You know, Peyton Manning didn't come here and start from uh, from game one. I mean, it's about maturing. It's about growing, getting accustomed to a new lifestyle, um, you know, getting in that strength and conditioning program and all that type of stuff. But, you know, Darnell Wright, he really played well his last two years here on Tennessee. Of course, he was a force at right tackle. Didn't even have to worry about right tackle whatsoever. Uh, this season for the nation's number one offense that totaled 538 yards and 47.3 points per game. 
Uh, he broke uh, was a part of that offensive line that broke another school record with 568 points this season. Um, he is not allowed a sack in 18 straight games. Let that sink in. So that's not only 12 games in the regular season this year. That is going back to six games in 2021. He is not allowed a sack in 18 straight games. He, he appeared in 46 games throughout his career with 41 starts, 33 consecutive starts. He finishes the 2022 regular season not allowing a sack on 829 offensive reps. In total, uh, the offensive tackle has logged 2,680 career snaps, making 26 starts at right tackle, 13 at left tackle, and then two at right guard. So again, there's some versatility there as well. He was named the SEC Offensive Lineman twice this season, following Tennessee wins over Alabama and Kentucky. He was a semifinalist for the 2022 Rotary Lombardi Award. Uh, he was named to the freshman All-SEC team at the conclusion of his freshman year in 2019. He was named to the first team All-SEC uh, by both the coaches and the AP following this season. And again, it's a shame that there were no other offensive linemen that joined him on those. I and mean, when you have the nation's number one offense, I don't understand how there can only be one offensive lineman represented on the All-SEC teams. That's first team and second team. That is an argument for another day, but... Goodness gracious, people. Stop being irresponsible with your freaking votes. You know what I'm saying? Goodness gracious. Again, he was a five-star uh, recruit out of Huntington High School. He played in that Under Armour All-American game back in 2019. He was a 2018 Max Preps All-American in high school. Uh, Three-time class uh, AA All-State selection uh, by the West Virginia Sports Writers Association. Um, again, he, he came into Tennessee with a lot of praise and then lived up to it for sure the last two years. Uh, Cade Mays, latest balls offensive lineman to be drafted. Uh, of course, that was in the sixth round by the Panthers. Two years ago, Trey Smith was selected by the Chiefs in the sixth round. Uh, so Darnell Wright is trying to become another Tennessee offensive lineman to follow in those footsteps and play in the NFL. Um, he's kind of a mid-round type guy. I think that he's a potentially, he, I think he has potential to be a day two draft pick. Day two is rounds two and three. If not, I think he'd be early day three. Um, but again, he's an older guy. He's a young guy. He's only going to be, I, I think he's only 22 right now. I think he just turned 22. Um, but still, he's played four years. He's been a four-year starter for Tennessee uh, in this uh, in this system. So anyway, you know, gr good career for Tennessee's Darnell Wright. A really, really solid career in my opinion. And, um, you know, hats off to him. Uh, he accepts an invitation to go play in the Reese Senior Bowl. Thus, once he plays in that game, he cannot return to college. Anything's possible, uh, but I, I anticipate him following through with that commitment. Um, I do expect him, I know you guys are probably saying, what about the Orange Bowl? What about the Orange Bowl? This entire segment, I do expect him to play in the Orange Bowl. I do. Um, again, anything can change, uh, but from what I've been told, I expect Darnell Wright to play in the Orange Bowl as well. So um, if you're going to play in the Senior Bowl too, might as well play in the Orange Bowl. Uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, again, we talked in segment number one. You know, if, if Cedric Tillman elects to play in the Senior Bowl, um, you know, for him, it's about the week. It's about the week for Darnell Wright as well. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you can get as healthy as you possibly can to go out and practice every single day, and the game doesn't really even matter. So, again, pretty big news day in terms of Tennessee's uh, players on some future decisions. But as it stands right now, uh, Cedric Tillman is going off to the NFL. Looks like Darnell Wright is going off to the NFL, accepting his senior bowl invitation. And everybody's waiting the word for Jalen Hyatt. i got to be real with you guys, though. I mean, you, you'd almost got to be a fool to, to, to turn down an NFL offer right now if you're Jalen Hyatt. I fully expect him to uh, forego his last year of eligibility, go to the NFL. I don't expect Jalen Hyatt to play in the Orange Bowl. That's just kind of my, you know, I'm not 
This is not breaking news. This is not a report. This is just my opinions. And um, with the way things are going right now, I bet he's going to make an announcement soon. It's going to be this week for sure, in my opinion. Actually, he even said that. Um, and then, you know, J- Jamie Hyatt, Jalen's father, you know, caught up with us on VolQuest Sunday night and, and said that there will be a decision announced this week as well. So uh, we will be on the lookout there. Cedric Tillman, not going to play in the Orange Bowl, opts out to get ready for the 2023 NFL Draft. Darnell Wright accepts his invitation to play in the Reese's Senior Bowl. Thus, we'll head on to the NFL, but I do expect him to play in the Orange Bowl uh, with Tennessee. And uh, that's the news here on a Monday. Uh, it was the news uh, on, a, on a Monday. Uh, let's answer your questions. There's a couple of Darnell Wright questions in here. Cedric Tillman as well, plus uh, this current team, Transfer Portal. All that good stuff. That is coming up next right here on Locked on Vols. But first, I want to tell you about some of our friends over at Bill Barr. Okay, can we pause the, the podcast here for a moment? Are we paused? Okay, great. You got to try this. I'm talking about Bilt's new reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Bilt's take on granola bar, so it's more fueling. It's insanely tasty. The candy cane brownie puff, Bilt puffs are like biting into a universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried any Bilt bars before, they're really, really good tasting protein bars, and and they're you know the, the ones ever built. Truly, they're revolutionizing revolutionizing nutrition the way we know it's 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. Only 130 calories. Just sink your just sink your teeth in with the first bite. It'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you try these built bars where, you, where you're just talking to yourself like, hey, what what was I doing? A magical, wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavors might be my favorite. It's an unanswerable question, to say the least. They're all unbelievable. They're all different, so you can order a mix box and try all the flavors for yourself. Built, you've got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKED15. That's at Built.com. Get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKED15. It's all at Built.com. All right, guys, one more segment left here on this Tuesday edition of Locked on Balls. Appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in and supporting the show. Can't thank you enough. And now let's uh, get into your questions. Every single Tuesday, DM me at underscore Kaner, DM me at Locked on Balls, and uh, we record this and we take over the show. Mailbag every single Tuesday here on the show. Uh, Let's start with Patrick. Patrick says, transfer numbers Vols can sign, and what transfers are they looking at? That's a loaded question. Uh, the number, the, the numbers change every day. It's fluid because obviously you got people going in the portal. Um, you know how many will Tennessee sign next week for the early signing period? I expect Tennessee to sign twenty-four commits. Uh, Tennessee's got five in the portal right now. They've got two commits out of the portal. I think the number's sitting somewhere around five, maybe six. Um, I don't quote me on that. I think that's somewhere uh, kind of what the number is, um, and, and maybe that's down. So maybe you're looking at maybe you're looking at four, maybe three or four left because you already have two commits out of the portal. Um, again, don't quote me on that. But anyway, that's a fluid situation. Uh, but in terms of some targets out of the transfer portal, a lot of offensive targets right now. Again, this thing changes. Um, you know, just because there's people in the portal doesn't mean Tennessee has to take them. The coaching staff has to evaluate them, see if they like their film, see if they like their makeup, get them on campus, check out their measurables, all that type of stuff. But some on the offensive end, I'll, I'll you know, we, we've discussed a little bit. Tight end Kyle Morlock, the, the six foot seven tight end for Division II shorter. He's still on the board. 
Uh, Mississippi State wide receiver transfer, Ra-Ra Thomas is a guy that Tennessee likes. Dante Thornton, wide receiver out of Oregon, Tennessee likes. I think Tennessee's even, you know, putting some feelers out there for Dominic Lovitz. You guys ask about him a ton a couple weeks ago when he entered the portal, but those are some receivers. So Tennessee looking to um, get somebody at receiver, get maybe another tight end. I think Tennessee will. Uh, they've looked at some linebackers. They've looked at some edge rushers, but nothing's materialized so far. But uh, those are a couple of targets so far that we know that Tennessee is kind of having uh, some interest in. Let's uh, continue on here. Let's go to Dallas. Dallas wants to know if I can find him right here. Uh, Twitter Tuesday, Cedric Tillman declaring for the draft over under a day three pick. I think that's under. I mean, I think he'll be a day two pick because, again, he was number eight on Mel Kuyper's from last week. He was number eight of Mel Kuyper's top ten wide receivers. And to being on the draft and the flow and all that type of stuff, I get it. Um, I think he could be at least a third round. I understand he was hurt this year, but that's not that's nothing that's going to be lasting. Um, I think he can be, I will say, under to this. I mean, again, it could be a push. Uh, it's certainly not going to be after day three. He will get drafted. Uh, but I'll go under for right now. It's a good question. Let's go to Tony. And Tony's wanting to know, do you think Jeremy Banks comes back for this year? I think he has one year left. He does have one year left, but I do not think he's coming back. Also, he accepted an invitation to the East-West Shrine Bowl. So just like Darnell Wright, you accept it. If you go and play in that game, then you officially can't come back. But even if he didn't do that, I don't think Jeremy Banks would have been back regardless. A second part of this question for Tony, do you think that uh, should Hyatt leave where Mel Keaton could have a breakout year next year? You know, potentially. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. Um, I pretty much, you know, I shut the door on Mel Keaton and he steps up and makes the best catch of the season. Then he steps up and shows me that he can has a lot of wiggle and run after catch. And uh, he's come up big for Tennessee this year. I don't think he's capable of market timestamp this and, and show it to me this time next year. I don't think he's capable of doing what Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyde have done the past two years. I just don't. That does not mean he can't be a good weapon for Tennessee, and that does not mean he can't be a wide receiver. I think his ceiling would be WR2, in my opinion. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Tennessee's happy to have him. He came up huge for Tennessee this year, and they're going to expect to use him next year, without a doubt. Uh, let's go to Trevor. Trevor says, why does Rick Barnes struggle in games away from home? Uh, these are Trevor's numbers, by the way. He is 26 and 20 in neutral side games, 32 and 38 in true road games. He said he puts in parentheses. I'm I'm pretty sure those numbers are accurate, but counting is hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. You remember the other day when I was trying to do math? <laughs> is Thompson Bowling Arena that good of a home court advantage? Is it coaching, or is it winning on the road harder than you think? Um, you know, good question. Um, I do think that especially when you get into conference play, those big conference road matchups are tough. Uh, those early season matchups and some of these tournaments on neutral side courts, different type of rims, different type of environments. A lot of time it's the first time you really get a look at some of these young guys, these true freshmen. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really have an answer to that, to be completely honest with you. I, I will say in retrospect to the Maryland game, I kind of came on here and I was talking like, oh, Tennessee second half collapse. Yada, 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 yada. You know, Tennessee couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, all that type of stuff. And all those things were true. I hope I came across as still like, hey, that was a good win for Tennessee. I mean, it really was. Shooting 28% from the field, and you know, some of your guys going 1 for 10 from the field and 1 for 9 from the field and 3 for 13 from the field, and that second-half defensive collapse, and you're still able to beat a really good Maryland team so far this season. I mean, that was a really, really good win. Uh, but as far as struggling on the road, um, as far as 
uh, struggling in neutral site games. I don't know. I mean, Tennessee got the win yesterday, so that was that was a real impressive win. But I don't I don't necessarily have an answer for that. I'm sorry, Trevor. Uh, let's go on now to Cohen. Got a couple more here. Uh, Cohen says, "What recruits are we still targeting, and are there any guys we're trying to flip?" Yeah, the board is really small right now. Again, we've talked about this all during the season. Tennessee came in with 21 hard commits. Before Tennessee took a snap this football season, Tennessee's added Khalifa Keith, running back. He committed from Kentucky, and then he committed to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee added David Hobbs, which has been huge. Tennessee uh, top 20 prospect. Tennessee added Larry Johnson from the JUCO ranks last week. So they have done some work kind of finishing off this class. I expect all these guys to sign next week, by the way, as we spoke on in yesterday's show. But uh, the remaining targets that are on the board, nobody's bigger. This is the number one thing in Tennessee is – in a really good position here uh, with Arian Carter. Got to close it, though, because um, Arian Carter, the linebacker from Smyrna, Tennessee, he's the guy that was on nobody's radar. Then they then they you know allowed him to play linebacker, and he shot up and got like 15, 16 Power 5 offers you know, a couple games into a senior season, Tennessee being one of those. I think he really, really likes Alabama. He grew up an Alabama fan. Alabama's very much in this one, but also I think Tennessee is as well. I think Tennessee's got some momentum here. Uh, Josh Heupel was uh, on the road, and uh, there's pictures circulating around. Our guy Brian, Locked On Balls listener, sent me a picture himself, and you know there's uh, a sighting of Josh Heupel at Smyrna High School on a Monday, so that's good to see. Uh, you had Aaron Carter that was showing Josh Heupel his stomping ground, so I think Josh Heupel's going to have the opportunity to get the last word in here to see if he can keep Aaron Carter in state, but Aaron Carter's the biggest one on the board. It's going to be Tennessee or it's going to be Alabama. Uh, defensive lineman Tavian Gadsden, uh, Florida State commit. Looks like he's going to wait until February to sign, which is a good opportunity for Tennessee. However, there will be other schools that will jump in and, and join that race also if he does indeed wait until February to sign. So, yeah, Tavian Gadsden, Florida State defensive line commit, Arian Carter. And then one last one I'll put out there, and this is a late offer. Tennessee offered this guy just a couple days ago. And, uh, you know, bear with me here on his name, guys. Defensive lineman, edge player, Tatum Toluti. That's probably not how you say his name. We'll call him Tatum T. He is an Oregon commit, about six foot three, six foot four, two hundred fifteen, two hundred twenty pounds. Um, his father is the defensive line coach at Oregon, um, but Tennessee offered. I'm not saying that his father would come here. Obviously, Tennessee has a defensive line coach, but that's a little intriguing. He's an Oregon commit. His father's on staff. Um, there was talk about there about how they reached out to Tennessee. So that's one to pay attention to. Um, Tetum, T-E-I-T-U-M, last name something, T-U-I-O-T-I. Um, that, that's one to pay attention to because Tennessee offered him, and he's in this class of 2023. So, again, the board has shrunk. There's not that many out there, but the big name to pay attention to is Aaron Carter, Tennessee or Alabama. A last question is going to go to James. James says... If you assume the current committed class all signs and the ones you think will leave will leave and the ones you think will stay on the current team do stay, what's your way too early expectations for the 23 season? What portal moves in and out plus further commitments could change that opinion and how much? Uh, Yeah, I mean, just way, 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 way too early. I mean, I, you know, Tennessee can win nine games potentially next year. I don't want to, you know, don't hold me to that. I think Tennessee in that eight to nine range. You got to get good quarterback play. Joe Milton's got to play good. Um, but you know, he's a, he'll be a 
gosh, he'll be a six-year college student by that point, I think, or maybe fifth year. I don't know. Ma- again, math is hard. You got to get good quarterback play. You got to protect him. Tennessee will need to fill out two spots on the offensive line. We'll need to take some steps defensively. We'll need to run the football effectively, which Tennessee led the nation in rushing touchdowns this year. Uh, Tennessee was the only team in the country to average over 300 yards passing, 200 yards rushing per game. I mean, there's some things that need to need to happen. Tennessee, um, I think Tennessee needs another uh, pass rusher from the portal. I think Tennessee needs another wide receiver from the portal. I think Tennessee needs another option to offer the tackle from the portal. And it wouldn't hurt to get a defensive back. Um, those would help my case in terms of giving Tennessee more options to try to get to that nine-win regular season. We'll see what happens. I think there's an opportunity there. Again, don't hold me to it. So much is going to happen. We'll see if there's going to be some more movement via the transfer portal. But I'll say I'll say eight to nine games right now. I'll uh, glass half full guy. I'll go nine games. But again, that's uh, that's projections. That's way too. That's a guess right now. It really is. Guys, appreciate it. Thank you so much for making this edition of Twitter Tuesday, a mailbag show, a success. As always, you guys are fantastic. Every Tuesday, we'll do it again right here on Locked On Balls. Uh, thank you so much for making Locked On Balls your first listen each and every single day. Check out Locked On Sports today. Now, make that your second listen. You've got. Um, the biggest stories of the day, instant reaction, big game recaps, and you've got the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't make that your first listen. Make Locked On Balls your, balls your first listen, but make that your second listen. That's Locked On Sports today. Can't thank you guys enough for everything you do. We'll see if there's any more Tennessee news coming out on a Tuesday. Uh, we'll continue to talk Tennessee football all throughout the week. Uh, same time, same place. Let's do it again tomorrow, guys. This is Locked On Balls.